You're listening to a 95 BFM podcast. Questions are all around us. Learn. Why is liquid cold? Learn. What is maths? Learn. Why does this hurt? Learn. What is the enlightenment? I don't know. And now, thanks to the University of Auckland, it's time to ready, steady, learn. It certainly is, and this morning in the studio we've got Katie Henderson, uh, whose research and marketing looks at consumer perceptions of gene-edited foods. Kia ora Katie, how are you? Morena, thanks for having me on today. It's nice to have you up here. Really interesting area of research. Gene editing obviously has a lot of um, like quite polarised perceptions in the way that people sort of see it as a as a thing that happens in, in science across a lot of different spaces, uh, particularly when it comes to food. What is it uh, that's interesting for you about this space of science? Yeah, it is really interesting. I guess my background was actually in food science before I thought I'm way more interested in why people eat what they eat. Mm. Um, and that sort of led me into this path. And I was looking at things like meat alternatives, um, control environment agriculture and um, when I was thinking about what research I wanted to do um, for a doctorate I thought gene editing now that's interesting because totally (laughs) it is really polarized but that's what this research kind of hopes to achieve is to um, give a social science perspective which is sort of a neutral voice on what people actually think about them yeah absolutely so let's go back a little bit when we're talking about gene editing and food what what does that actually look like in a in a sort of day-to-day sense what might that be Yeah, so um, when we're thinking about agriculture, it really is mostly about crops at the moment. So animals is not um, as well developed, but in crops, you're really just looking at um, making changes for desirable traits. So that's things like disease resistance or maybe the sweetness of a tomato. And and that can already be done with um, conventional breeding, but with gene editing, we can do it faster. Mm. And so what scientists are kind of proposing is that you know we're facing some big challenges and we need to adapt quickly. And these technologies allow us to do that much faster than we would have um, with the conventional breeding route. So I'm imagining by big challenges, climate change would be pretty high up there on that list of things that people are thinking about in that space? Absolutely. And it's it's important to say that these technologies aren't a panacea for our problems. Um, and that's, of course, you know, we need a range of techniques to combat things. We need social change. We need technological change. Um, we need policy change. So we need that um, array of things. But these are sort of a tool in the toolbox that people want to use. Um, and then that sort of, again, that debate that comes out is yeah. how do people feel about that? Mm. It, it feels like one of those topics where... Uh, people have quite strongly held beliefs about it or maybe they don't know anything about it and then there's kind of nothing in between those two spaces perhaps but I guess that's what you're looking into so what does your research actually um, look like Katie? Yeah so my research took sort of it took a three-pronged approach so first I looked at the global outlook what was happening overseas and I looked at in particular the social acceptance what do we know that's happening in other um, countries around these technologies and how people see them and perceive them and then I did uh, some consumer focus groups so that was based in New Zealand and I talked to consumers about agriculture and 
the supermarket, so when they go shopping, how they might feel if they were um, to see a label that said gene edited or genetically modified. Mm. And then I also spoke to people in the industry, so that was experts or NGOs, a um, few people in government, and talked to them about, I guess, the potential for this technology in New Zealand and how we might move forward um, if we were to. And what were some things that you found? What was the sort of experiences that you, you recognised from that? In, in the consumer focus groups, a really interesting thing that came out of them was people actually already thought that we had genetically modified crops growing in New Zealand. True, okay. Um, which is actually not true. Interesting. <laughs> so people already kind of had... Um, a basic awareness that genetically modified crops are sort of out there and they are in our supermarkets but they're um, in processed food only so Mm. not fresh fruit um, and vegetables and so there's a sort of a level of acceptance there they know that they're out there um, they kind of thought already that maybe we're growing some Um, I mean of course with consumers it's very mixed broad of um, yeah range of views so you've got Um, people who weren't willing to eat them at all to people who were quite happy to eat them mostly based on whether they had some kind of special trait. Yes, that's super interesting. And when you looked at it from those more sort of like policy perspectives and and zooming into the industry side of things, what were views in that space? Again, a really mixed view, but I guess in terms of the support for it, people were more aware of possible benefits, so they saw it... Um, more positively than maybe the consumer group who wasn't too sure about what types of benefits they might provide. Um, the, the key thing that came out of the stakeholder um, interviews were things about our national brand. Mm. So obviously where agriculture is really important in New Zealand and we have a strong international trade and the concern is that um, overseas consumers want natural products and if you're gene editing um, our food, they're not sure whether that translates as, na- as to a natural product anymore. Interesting. That is a really fascinating perception and something that I, I feel lots of parts of those um, stakeholder spaces will be having those conversations in many different ways at the moment, particularly when we talk about climate change. What What is your hope for this research? Where are you hoping we might get in the conversation around gene editing and food? Yeah, it really is just a tiny piece of the puzzle. Um, and there has been an announcement by our government that they want to, um, I guess, make some changes around gene editing. So there's been a proposed harnessing biotech plan. So I think my research comes at a good time to add something to that conversation, Mm. um, which is the fact that people do have different views and we do need to consider them. We shouldn't just write them off as irrational um, or, you know, something that's silly to think. Uh, and so that's what I hope that it sort of adds to. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Katie, thank you so much. What an interesting space uh, that you're working in. Appreciate you coming in and chatting to us about it today. Have a great rest of your Tuesday. Oh, thank you. That was Ready, Steady, Learn. Thanks to the University of Auckland, the best university. That was a 95BFM podcast. Support 95BFM with a B card. Go to 95BFM.com slash sign up.